0: Today we're asking the cinematic question, where were you in 62? Because that is uh, exactly the tagline they use to market this film. And we are talking American Graffiti, released August 11th, 1973, directed by George Lucas. Um, This is a film a lot of people forget that that A, even exists, or that George Lucas directed before Star Wars. So he had a hit with this movie. I'll talk about that in just a second. It was uh, written by George Lucas as, as well as his Uh, Good Friends Gloria Katz and Willard Hayek. Uh, As you mentioned, it had five Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actress for Candy Clark, uh, Best Screenplay, and Editing. Didn't win any, but it did have five nominations. And in 2007, the American Film Institute ranked it as the 62nd greatest movie of all time, which is kind of ironic since we said, where were you in 62? Um, For those who aren't familiar, this is... uh, sort of a coming-of-age film. It happens all in one night uh, it, on the last day of uh, their high school graduation. A group of teenagers in California uh, on their, like I said, on their final night are just cruising the strip with their buddies before they go off in their different directions as would-be adults. And I really look at this film as sort of a, a predecessor for, for coming-of-age films like Fast Times at Ridgeman High and then Dazed and Confused in the 90s. So Kind of every ten years or so, there seems to be a, a seminal film like this that has, you know, a, a, a sort of a you know a, a group of teenagers coming of age, and and not uh, dissimilar to those other films I mentioned. There was an amazing cast here, uh, all unknowns at the time, and uh, they you know most of them went on to a great stuff in either film or television or both.
1: When you talk about the cast, a couple of the players in the cast that had itsy-bitsy roles were Harrison Ford and Suzanne Somers. But, Joe, to your point, launching careers. And why don't you go down that road?
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, we usually talk about casting um, and who who might have been. And, and there really wasn't a whole lot for this because, like I said, they were all kind of unknown. Um, Harrison Ford initially turned down the film because – he was only offered $485 a week, which was less than he earned as a carpenter. So it wasn't <laughs> enough to support his family. When they upped the offer to $500, he accepted the film. Um, actually, Mark Hamill auditioned for a part. Uh, of course, he would later become Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Uh, he didn't make it, but that's a, a what might have been kind of a thing. The um, uh, Wolfman Jack, who has a, a cameo playing himself in the yeah. movie, was specifically chosen by George Lucas uh, because Lucas remembered listening to him when he was on the radio when Lucas was in high school. So there's a you know a, a number of uh, fun cast stories. One sort of misconception about the film, and I'll talk about this with Ron Howard, who is is cast as, as uh, Steve, in the role of Steve. A lot of people think that Happy Days, the television show, was uh, a you know a direct result of the success of American graffiti when actually that's not true because happy days, the pilot was filmed before American graffiti. Mm. Um, So it it actually ended up not to go off on a whole tangent here, but it actually ended up um, being a part of an America or um, a love American style uh, segment before American graffiti. Now the other connection to happy days is that when they did create the show happy days, the, the um, producers wanted to have sort of a, a quote-unquote greaser character um, like uh, Paul Lemaitre's John Milner in American Graffiti, so they created the thoughts. So there is a connection between the two films, but one didn't necessarily lead to the other, as, as a lot of people assume.
1: And of course, with the Happy Days, also Cindy Williams, who went on to be Shirley uh, Feeney, I think, in Laverne and Shirley And Happy Days, was also in the movie. But boy, I was talking about this earlier this week with my wife when we talked about American Graffiti. What a string there in launching Richard Dreyfuss at this time of his career. Right, Joe? He had this one. He had Goodbye Girl. He had Jaws. All there in the low to mid-70s. He had quite a run.
0: Yeah, he definitely did, and, and uh, as we've talked about with Jaws, he didn't want to do that film, uh, but he actually was put in, in contact with Steven Spielberg because uh, of, of his friendship with George Lucas, and George suggested it based on you know working with him on American Graffiti. The film itself, by the way, um, they didn't think much of it. The studios didn't think much of it. In fact, they sat it on a shelf for almost six months before they released it. Um, and it only cost about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so less than a million dollars to produce. It eventually uh, grossed over one hundred and fifteen million, and that actually makes it one of the most profitable movies ever made. From you know the the, the low budget to what it actually made.
1: That, that that's interesting and i had that on my list of things to bring up to you because i saw the dollars of the profitability of the movie american graffiti did they ever go back because often you see it and try to make a sequel to american graffiti did they ever try to do that
0: they certainly did uh and it's the irony of that is um it, it's sort of considered one of the worst sequels <laughs> of all time so uh and i i don't remember off the top of my head what year that was but it was sort of a later 70s,